I went down to five grams of carbs or less a day for eight whole months. Uh, Sounds like me. That's what I do. Yeah, it was it was really I mean zero sugar and less than five grams of carbs, and I was I was on my treadmill. Uh, even though I wasn't running, I was doing twenty five percent inclines. Now it Jesus. no longer sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. Know what you need to know and what's it all about. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 126. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Got to blow through this quick. Let's go, let's go. We're recording later than usual because we, we had a parent teacher conference at school. And <sighs> so we got to get out of here because uh, we got kids to beat. <laughs> We're going to get letters now. Yeah. Because it's 1940, people write letters. <laughs> They're probably going to send us some negative feedback on the telegram. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to give us Morse code. (laughs) Dear sir or madam, I don't think beating your children is funny. Well, but back then they would have been cool with it. That's true. (laughs) You should beat your children more often. So anyway, (laughs) besides child abuse, what do you have in store for people? It really wasn't on my my list at all, Tom. (laughs) Uh, We're going to we're going to rehash the IPO one more time. Uh, well, actually, we're just going to talk about since then. Like um, what the fallout? The What's fallout, happened? Yeah. One week later. One let's week later. Check in. What does it look like? Yes. And then there's some. There's lots of news from Peloton. You know, lots of things they're releasing. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, the brouhaha with the publishing company. We're going to pick a new square for the clip out challenge. Ooh. We have a visit from the prophet. How about that? And we're going to talk about a little bit of our. Uh, well, I say our Peloton's. Quote unquote competitors Okay And uh, where they were mentioned And all the new stuff going on in the boutique And lots of stuff about Peloton That's what we're going to talk about I know it's hard to believe on a Peloton Mm. podcast That's an interesting take Yeah Okay We should talk about Peloton more often (laughs) I knew you would think that Yeah Okay Well uh, before we get to all that Shameless plugs Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts Spotify Google Play Store Stitcher Spreaker (laughs) All the places. Slacker. iHeartRadio. iHeart. We're on iHeartRadio now. Uh, you can, and I don't know, you can just tell your Alexa to play us and it'll do it. Yeah. You can tell your, your Google Home to do it too. Yeah. Uh, we have a page on Friendster. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. Uh, we're all over the place. So uh, and while you're there, you should subscribe so you never miss an episode. Just make it things easier for you. It's what we're doing. Absolutely. No need to thank us. But if you want to thank us, you can at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the clip out. And while you're there, join the group. And if you really, really want to thank us, you can go to our website. There's a donate button. Yeah. yeah just saying it's over there. Yeah. You want to think about it. Ain't nobody stopping you. And uh, while you're there, you can also join the newsletter. Uh, So there. There's all of that. Uh, Let's dig in, shall we? Yes. It's time for news of the Paladin. The IPO. Mm. One week later. Uh, A look back. (laughs) I'm picturing last week. Seven days ago. In sepia tone. Yeah. Old timey. I'm wearing a, a newsboy hat and knickers From a week ago? It was a different time, honey <laughs> <laughs> A 
a bow tie too. Yeah, why not? Hmm. Okay, I don't remember that being the way that went down, but okay. Probably maybe an ascot. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should wear an ascot. <laughs> that way, I can be all like, "Hey, nice ascot." <laughs> you get to put a monocle on too. Yeah. So I can get a better look at your ascot. Anyway. Anyway, the IPO. One week later. So I don't want to, you know, drag this out too much, but it's not been the best week. You know, uh, things have fallen. They've continued to fall. I I didn't check it just before we came in here, but uh, last I checked, it was right around $22 a share. I will go to theclipout.com because we have a stock ticker with one stock on it. (laughs) We do. It's the easiest to read stock ticker ever. We do. It is a. $22.33. There you go. And uh, so, yeah, it's been pretty much in free fall all week. But I will also say, so has the stock market. Yeah, it's a weird time. It is a weird time. Don't want to get political, but... Nope, we're not going to get political. But there's lots of stuff happening. I think we can all agree it's weird. It's weird. (laughs) There's uncertainty. You can say that. There's uncertainty. Yes. There's a lot of things at play. So, uh, yeah, you know, lots of articles coming out about how, you know, they knew this was going to happen. However, I think it's interesting because the people who were really anti-Peloton stock IPO, right. they, they also predicted it would completely tank. And right. it hasn't done that yet. Now, again, tomorrow's another day. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but it hasn't completely like gone in the toilet down to $4 no. a share. Right. So we'll see. As, as Peloton says, we are in this for the long haul. Yeah. This is not a one-week venture. I think it's going to live in this general area until I, I my gut tells me Christmas time because then like they'll have the new quarter results and, and they'll see if people are still like that. That's obviously a big time to make purchases. And if they sell a bunch of Christmas time and then people might be like, OK, now well, I get it. Now I get it. Yeah. Hopefully that happens. I do, I do hope that. So enough IPO. Yeah, we're done with that. Yes. You can only be the I stands for initial. You can only be initial for so long. Agreed. Agreed. So, into regular news. Okay. New class formats. Yeah, so this is very interesting. Uh, Peloton announced this week that there are new special classes okay. that are going to be happening for Just King on Thursday night. So, tonight, when we're recording as the first one, it's going to be at 9 p.m. Eastern, okay. which is very late for yeah. Peloton. Uh, so, 8 o'clock our time. I'm hoping somehow I'm going to get all the editing done. And mm. Yeah, I know. It's not looking good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and, and then she's going to do a live class. Now, Allie is going to do one on Sunday mornings. I believe it was, at, let me get the exact time, 11.45 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. So that'd be Allie Love. So that one's called Sundays with Love. And then the one on Thursdays is called the Just King Experience. Okay. So they're going to be very different from what you normally see on a live on, on a live ride. First of all, you only get special badges if you ride live. Now, I'm not saying you don't get a badge at all if you ride. I don't know. But what they said in the in the... The actual post about this was that you only get the special badges if you ride live. Interesting. Very interesting. So Just Kings is going to be uh, apparently some kind of like routine. Like she's going to get up there and talk about her life. She's going to make jokes with DJ John Michael. Uh, their entire like the DJ ride is moving to tonight. So that's kind of news in and of itself. But then it's going to be her telling stories. Apparently, she's trying stand up for the first time. So there's probably going to be some of that. So she'll be out of the saddle. <laughs> and uh, and also, uh, I just saw just moments before this that on her Instagram story, she says she's going to be doing news of the Peloton. 
Wait. So what? I know that's totally our thing, right? Mm-hmm. So apparently. Hey, She's going to do that while they ride the bike. I mean, it won't be as well-rounded as ours because, like, they could never get away with telling the kind of stuff we tell. So we know it's not going to be you all the same yes. thing. But but they're going to do news. They're going to say what's going on with Peloton. So uh, that is all what's going on with Just King. And then on Sundays, this gets real interesting and real deep, folks, because apparently you can now request another member on the Alley Love Ride. You can request another member get kind of a shout out from you. There's going to be these virtues each week that they're going to highlight and you can request to have this message sent, but there's rules to it. Like both of you have to be writing live to get your message read. It can only be a couple sentences and... At the end of it, you actually have a chance. If one of yours is read, you have a chance to have a video chat with Allie Love live either that afternoon or the next day. She should read it in the voice of Casey Kasem. (laughs) That would be amazing. Up next, a long distance dedication. (laughs) That would be fabulous. (laughs) That would really be fabulous. Yeah. So, of course, I tell Tom all this and I'm like, I don't know about this. I, I, I don't know. This feels very different. I'm, it I'm is different. It's very different. And uh, what did you say? What was the very first thing you said to me? I said, I think they're trying to create programming instead of content. This is it, folks. And it, I think I think we are officially seeing the beginning of a shift or at least In a trying, trying it out. I don't think the other things are ever going to go no. away. That's a traditional, uh, you know, Exercise class and people want that Like I don't I don't think that will ever Not be a thing But I think that They're trying to create exercise As entertainment programming And and for lack of a better Term appointment television It's interesting I find it fascinating I, I definitely find it fascinating Especially because we've been watching That whole history of country music Right and and I know we brought it up last week's Episode but but it kind of it kind of you started talking about the history of television. This and is very reminiscent of that. Yeah, so when, that's go ahead. And yeah, when TV first started, like they like anything, they just needed content, and they're based out of New York, and so they just look around and they go, well, "What are we going to use? Well, what do we got? We got radio. Okay, turn those guys into TV shows. Uh, we got Broadway. Oh yeah, let's bring in those guys and make some some shows about them and or film some of their plays. But then like they could, you got to feed the beast, man. Like you you're creating content nonstop. Or not nonstop, but like, and so then they were like, "Well, we're out of plays to film. We'll have to write our own." And then that's when you started seeing, you know, Playhouse ninety and things like that. And and uh, and to me, this is very reminiscent of that. And that they, you know, and you know, radio when it first started, it was was similar. It was like, oh well, we'll just put a microphone in front of these bands and broadcast in you know, a big band and broadcast that. Oh, we'll do it in front of a symphony and then we'll read some news and call it a day. And then country music blew up and they started doing that and country music was all over the radio till rock and roll hit. And then you know and so you know it's I just I think that that's what you're seeing. I think you're seeing Peloton trying to figure out ways to create a reason for you to go to them other than just fitness. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I feel like it's I'm, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about it because it feels very like we're going to entertain you now as opposed to what I have always looked at Peloton to do, which is to get a great workout. And as a bonus, I was entertained. Right. But this is like, we will now entertain you. And I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. But here's the thing. It's, I mean, they're kind of, I mean, they are their own streaming service Mm -hmm. and they have multiple programs, right? And so 
if I watch NBC because of the good place, I'm and they're they're like up next the blacklist. I'm not like, oh, my God, I hate the blacklist. I'm never watching the good place again. No, that's absolutely true. I just there's been a lot of people who have worried that doing the IPO going public would change Peloton. And I have never been one of those people. I don't think this has anything. To I, do know, with I know you don't. But but the timing makes me feel right. Like this is a change that they're never going to come back from. And I'm. I'm just not sure I'm all in because the reason I connect with the instructors I connect with is the genuineness that I feel, the organicness of it. And I'm just not sure these programs are going to do that same thing for me. They might or might not. And some will and some won't will be my guess. I mean, you know, we were talking about this this morning. Right. You know, the when TV was new, it tried all sorts of different things before the Tonight Show in that time slot they would bring in people from broadway and have them perform right the today show used to have a monkey i know on it a monkey like, <laughs> not not peter tork but an honest to god monkey like would just be like here's the news also i'm sitting next to a monkey like that like they would never do that today no they wouldn't and i i i think you raise a good point i don't know like, i i don't know yeah. i just but i am t- usually very yeah I'm usually very pro change, but this one, this one, I'm just, I'm not sure I'm feeling it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, TV was trying to find, figure out what it was. All mediums do this. Yeah. Right. I mean, you watched it with cable and now you're seeing it with streaming. Right. Right. They all, they all struggle with what are we going to be? And how are we going to be it? And they try some things that work and they try some and some things work and some don't. And the things that work, they do again. And the things that don't, they stop. And, you know, John Foley has always said he's got this big grand vision for what he wants this to be. I honestly think this is part of it. I think I think somewhere they're sitting there thinking, what if we had a hit TV show, but you also exercised while you watched it? That would be a brand new thing. It would. Even more brand new than what they're doing, right? And and imagine if, in order to watch your favorite TV show, you had to exercise. How much more would you exercise? You know, I would never have a favorite TV show. <laughs> I, would, I would read a lot of books, personally. But I think what they're going for is that. And if they can make it work, people will one day laugh about the idea of $22 per share. Well, right, that that will look like that's the for steel sure of the true, and and I do think that regardless of whether or not I like it or that I'm comfortable with it, I'm feeling it. I think that it's it's a very natural progression for Peloton to want to be trying new things because if nothing else, they want to stay ahead of the competition. Right, they want to keep surprising people. They, I mean, that's their thing. You know, it's like all the complaints we see on the OPP. I want this and I want that. But like Peloton doesn't announce that they're going to do something very far in advance. They are working on things. They've probably been working on this for a long time. We just have no idea. And we're going to find out something in a few months that they've been working on for a year, you know, whatever. That's, that's just a prediction folks. I don't have inside knowledge. And, and my point is they're never going to tell us ahead of time because they, that's part of what they do. They like to surprise us. And so I know that. And, and I'm usually just more excited about the things they're trying and I just can't get there with this one. I think it's because the two things that they've chosen just don't appeal to me. They don't necessarily resonate with you, but I think overall what they're attempting to do, I think it's pretty smart. 
Well, I am curious to see it, and I hope that we have time to... I hope I have time to actually do the ride tonight, because I want the stupid special badge. And I call it stupid, because I feel like I have to do it, because I have (laughs) to get all the badges, so I have to do it live. It's appointment television, man. It's how they get you. It's how they get you. All right. Well, Well, one other little note about this. I just wanted to mention, as I said, DJ John Michael, uh, he is going to be moving with Jess King to Thursday nights, but... He is not done on Fridays. He's still going to be there on Friday nights. And now Cody is going to be doing a ride with him. So they're going to have a DJ John Michael and Cody ride at 5 p.m. Eastern, which is what Just King was doing before. So that's great. So in other words, it's just like television. Your favorite programming is moving to a new night and there's a spinoff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's always pop culture with you yeah, it's, it's very accurate yeah. It's very accurate Well the important thing to remember Is the things you love Aren't stopping Yeah I just I don't know I have theories Yeah I have Theories And I don't want to bring anybody down With my theories So I'm just gonna <laughs> Let's just see how it plays out Well I know we have to move on Because you have a lot of editing To do tonight Also uh, for the rest of the show I will be telling extra dirty jokes Because she won't have time To cut them out <laughs> So there that's not very nice, Tom. I don't know. You haven't heard the jokes yet. <laughs> so uh, there has been movement in the music lawsuit. Yeah, it's a little thing. It's an. I mean, it's oh. not a little thing. Well, I don't think <laughs> they might not agree with that. But last, last week we talked about the fact that uh, the the publishing company was trying to double the damages from 150 million to 300 million and this week it was announced that the judge did let that happen so they allowed them to amend the documents to double the damages does that mean anything not really i mean they amended the damages it doesn't mean that they're going to be awarded doesn't mean the they're going to get it it just means like sure you can ask for it but my, but my prevailing theory is this thing is now going to go on for years and oh, yeah. i mean I, I i had i had hoped they would just do a quick settlement but now it's very clear they are not this the ipo going, changed everything in this my is mind. going to be a war of a yeah and if uh if people want to have any any sympathy for me and all this oh yeah um the fact that you just said something the lawsuit went from 150 million dollars to 300 million dollars is a small thing this is why i get so worried when there's a new sale at the boutique (laughs) can you imagine how much stuff she's buying can you imagine <laughs> gotta do what i gotta do <laughs> i don't spend that much tom it's small <laughs> it's a small amount compared to the damages <laughs> yes comparatively yes you know what we should do here what's that we should pick a square it sounds like a good We need to change the subject Yeah we need yeah. to bring things back around I wonder if I put spend in this thing Spend oh, money geez. at the boutique <laughs> I thought all this time I thought you've been saying Let's spin the wheel <laughs> I would have never agreed to this Alright here we go you got, your, got your clicker ready I got my clicker ready Who is it? Power zone a ride. Power zone ride. So, because there's not enough of those, <laughs> <laughs> but you can take that with any. Uh, w- w- so we only have two power zone instructors. So I shouldn't say like any instructor, right? But um, you can take that with Matt Wilpers or Dennis Morton. You can do anything over 15 minutes. So you don't have to make this into a big whole thing. Just. 15 minutes There's a lot of people That are going to be like Can I check that box Like 17 times this week <laughs> I know All the power zone yeah. Challenge people That is true And the answer is no No you only get it once No you cannot <laughs> 
And we should probably remind people What the uh, awesome prize is Yeah, what the prize is So the awesome prize, the reason you were playing for several weeks now Because yeah. this is week five Of the of the clip out challenge You are playing for a $50 gift card To Saber and Sands And it is donated by our own Gina Mitchell Because she co-owns that business With her mom Oh that's very nice It is very nice And the stuff they have there Is very cool What kind of stuff do they have there? All kinds of hand-designed bags and, Okay And other jewelry And accessories It is amazing And for the boys That don't want bags you might have someone special you, in your life Maybe you have someone in your life that would like a bag uh, People can always use a gift certificate That is also true That's. I don't think you can go wrong here So the takeaway is Buy bags for people and do a power zone thing this week Yes, yeah, so we If had, it's on your card Yes, and we had an update last week Anybody who was zero out of however many It was like down to 0.08% And I wow. know that Alexis Markowski was still <laughs> zero, <laughs> zero on her card So Alexis, I hope you have one this week And here's something else to remember When you're sitting there with like nothing on your card Or only one slot And you see somebody else with four Don't forget though, statistically speaking If, if they need to get that they they're waiting for one hyper specific thing to come through now you just have to fill your card yeah so you've got all these spots you could fill in but then at that point they've only got one spot so they're waiting on that wheel to land on one specific thing to complete so you're maybe not quite as far out of the hunt as you think you are right we have a visit from the peloton prophet we do i think this is a big one Uh oh very big one do you do you want to say no, I don't think I've earned the right to to say to reveal a prophecy. All right, this is a pretty big prediction. Okay, the Peloton prophet believes they have uncovered a German instructor. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. they caught him invading a Poland instructor. <laughs> That's a World War II joke, just for the record, not a Polish joke. So the Peloton prophet believes. That the this this is a male instructor, okay. and his name, which I will probably butcher. I think I can pronounce it. Eric Jaeger. Yeah, it's Jaegermeister. Well, but there's like Jaeger with a Y. So, and I I don't I don't know if there's I'm just assuming it's Jaeger. Okay, so this is spelled with a J. That's every, I know. I'm saying okay. that I'm saying that for people who can't see it because gotcha. I I confuse the issue by saying there's Jaeger ah. with a Y. Yeah. But this one is Eric spelled with a K, no C. And then Jaeger, J-A-G-E-R. We had lots of people last time that I brought up uh, a, a prophecy right. from the prophet. They wanted to know the spelling so of these instructors so they in could themselves. go look. So, so Eric Jaeger, that is who we're being told could be the first German instructor for Peloton. Interesting. Well, I agree. We shall see. It's named after my favorite brand of cough syrup. <laughs> so there's a new uh, studio out there. It's not a new one. Oh. I know why you would think that because of the way I typed this, but that's actually the name of the app is called Studio. Oh, it's called Studio. Do you remember when we had yeah. Lisa Nyren yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this okay. is the thing she was going to. Yes. Okay. So Lisa Nyren used to be a Peloton instructor. I'm saying this for people who don't listen to all of our episodes right. and they have no idea what I'm talking about. And there's about. been so many people that have came into the world of Peloton Post her time there. Yeah she was very Very early on And uh, so Lisa Nyren Is now working For a company Called Studio And when she was On our show She talked about This program And it's kind of Gamifies 
uh, all different kinds of fitness, but specifically they were focused on treadmill activities like running. And um, so it's it was interesting. It's come up a couple of times this week. So I just wanted to point it out that uh, people are seeing this in their Instagram feed. It's coming up as the Peloton of running. And uh, there's some people that are upset about that because the Peloton of running is a Peloton. Yeah, like that's they've been do they've had the tread out long enough. Like if it was in the first month or something, I could see like oh they already had their marketing program set up. But like that's a little weird. Yeah, I'm not digging it. Not yeah. gonna lie. That's like if you're like you should buy this Buick. It's the Cadillac of cars. And and I will also say it's it's not necessarily them calling themselves that. It's like it's it's kind of like a a movie or like you know whenever you like read the back of a book jacket and it's got like several critiques from right, other like, authors like quotes from yeah it, it looks like it's that like it's that kind of thing and there's like several things but the one that's highlighted is it's the peloton of running right and uh so you know for us peloton users that's pretty frustrating and not accurate so <laughs> so there's that but that's what it's coming from so people were you know what is this well it's not new and and it's you know lisa and iron used to work there so there you go peloton peloton and pop culture got a a little mention on SNL last week. Yeah, somebody brought this to us our attention before we had gotten to watch this week's yeah. episode, but it was great. And too old to watch it live. I know. <laughs> yes, we're too old to watch Saturday Night Live live. And uh, so anyway, you guys got to watch this. It's during the weekend update. And it's when Keenan is is acting as if he's Ortiz. Yeah, what is big, that guy's name? Big Poppy. Yeah, it's that a guy. sports thing. So it's, I don't yeah. get it. If this wasn't a character, I would have never heard of this Ooh. person. <laughs> right. And uh, there there is a YouTube video that's out there, and it is listed on the Facebook page. The Facebook page, and it'll be at facebook.com slash the clip out. Also, if you are getting our newsletter, you will see it there as well. One more reason to sign up. Yes. There's a new collection in the boutique. There is. And in a crafty marketing move to prevent me from complaining about you buying things, mm-hmm. part of the money goes to cancer research. 10%. <sighs> I know. Can't they do anything are, about it. They are wily. You know, what's ironic is I didn't really love this collection. It's all Lululemon. Okay. And I, I people rave about Lululemon, but I just haven't had a great experience with it. I just... I don't know. Their sizing bugs me. And um, and it's it's just it's like, I don't know. It's so much hype about it that it like makes me not want to buy it because everyone's like, so it's oh, it's so amazing. But I don't think it's that amazing. So I, you're kind of you're you're in luck because I haven't been like, I got to have it. And the only thing I've really got my eye on is the bag. There is a gorgeous ombre pink bag and I have Absolutely no need for it But I want it so bad <laughs> Like I don't need it at all I've got multiple Andy bags I, I think I have three now yeah. Which is ridiculous uh, And and I don't go to an actual gym I work out in my home I'm aware So I don't, I don't need it But it's so pretty <laughs> Oh my god It's just It's beautiful So And it's I, expensive <laughs> Well of course I think your critique of Lululemon Was a really good insight As to why you're with me <laughs> Why is that You uh, You don't choose things People rave about <laughs> <laughs> Well honey If everyone Was lined up Raving about you I would be like Wow Gets around <laughs> <laughs> No I'm just round <laughs> I don't know. I was like that about the show Friends too. Like it took me. I didn't. I didn't start watching Friends until it was like the final you know, I season. Thought it was really weird that you didn't watch Friends, but we have the entire box set of Joey. <laughs> 
It's not even true. <laughs> the uh, last Peloton Facebook Live for marathon training is just around the corner. Yes. Coming up next week. And you can ask anything about doing a marathon, like what kind of questions you have. And it's it sounds like all the instructors are going to be there, like all of the instructors who have been involved in this marathon, kind of like on track planning program as we go into the New York City Marathon. So ask them anything. And uh, hopefully it, you can answer, you put your questions out there. Uh, I saw that they had a general post. I know Robin had one posted. So you can go and put any of your questions out there. And get them submitted so that you can have your questions answered on the the last Peloton Facebook Live for this marathon training. I'm not right. saying they're never going to do right. another yeah, Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Right. There's a, a pit bull ride coming up. I'm hoping that's the artist. It is the artist. Okay, that's yeah. good. It'd be yeah. weird otherwise. It would. That's true. Because you'd pedal really fast if you thought a pit bull was chasing you. Mm, you better. You better. Because <laughs> if they bite, and not all pit bulls bite, no. lots of friendly pit bulls We're out not there. not critiquing pit bulls. Not at all. Spuds McKenzie was a pit bull. What an adorable little guy. But uh, yeah, they have all that pressure in their jaw they don't let go so anyway yes this is pitbull the artist and there's going to be a ride and a run so the ride is going to be with ali love on october 10th at 11 30 a.m eastern and then the run is going to be with jess sims on saturday october 12th at 11 a.m eastern so i'm i'm really excited about that because uh i never get to take these kind of rides live I just realized we're going to be out of town, and I still won't get to. <laughs> <laughs> well, darn it. Well, I will take them at some point. I'm just like uh, I, I'm just like Susan over there telling me today. She posted on the clip out. She's like, all the things. I'm trying to keep up with all the badges, and I can't keep up with all the badges because they keep <laughs> putting things out. I, I agree with Susan. I can't keep up with all the things, but I will take these eventually. There's no JSS football for Two weeks. Yeah, she's uh, she's visiting her son at school, ah. uh, and then um, there's also no club bangers rides with Alex. And I only bring this up because these are two of the most popular rides on a given weekend, given week, I should say. And uh, so people were concerned about the schedule. It means nothing. Like it means nothing. Everything is okay. They are not quitting. They have not been fired. It is all good. <laughs> Everything's okay. Stop the rumors. Right. So Impace Line, which we have talked about in the past, uh, has a new crowdsourcing feature. It does. And so what that means, basically, I don't understand the super in-depth because remember, guys, I don't have the app because it only works on Apple phones, which I don't have. We all know that. You you put in rides and you can recommend them so other people can go find things that you've done. So you you, they can look at your graphs and be like, oh, I want to do that ride. And then they go find it based on that. Okay. So that's helpful if you're looking for a certain kind of ride. So if you're looking for something that focuses on high cadence or low cadence, maybe it's a lot of out of, out of saddle work, you know, things like that. You can you can find them, uh, find similar rides to what you're looking for. So that'll that'll be very cool. So very exciting new feature added. Um, and Paul, if you're listening and you want to post on the clip out group, by all means, please do so uh, so that we can get some more information about that because uh, last time we talked about M pace line, he went out and kind of gave everybody a breakdown of what that was in the clip out group, which I totally appreciated. So awesome. feel free to do that again. And finally, uh, Leanne Hainsby had a birthday last week. She did. It was on September 29th. She had a birthday. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday. To- if you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. 
Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs. And you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these i just had toast which you love because you have toast almost every day i do it was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that i've ever had and if you're doing the math it's zero to one grams of net carbs zero gram sugar and high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? <laughs> well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, joining us today via skype phone is Jason Herman. Hey, Jason, how's it going? Good afternoon, everybody. How are you? <laughs> Great, because you have an easy name to pronounce. <laughs> it's, always, it's always good for Tom when we start yes. off with an easy name to pronounce. My parents named me with this podcast in mind. Oh, well, that was they were very forward very thinking. Very forward thinking. Yes. You have to, do you have to give them our thank you? Or at least Tom's thank you. Yes. I will. Okay. <laughs> Well, typically, I, I start off by asking people how they found Peloton. But in your case, you you had quite a journey before you found Peloton. So I thought it might make sense for you to start by telling us about that first. Uh, sure. Uh, well, thanks for asking. My, my journey, uh, really, as far as fitness goes and, and Peloton, um, began as a child. I was overweight. I was 10 pounds when I was born. I was... Uh, 100 pounds probably by the age of uh, 8 or 9 I was 200 pounds by the age of 13 I was 300 pounds by the age of 26 and uh, all of the things that go along with that all of the ridicule and bullying and ostracizing and and physically uh, just um, a lack of fitness uh, being picked last for teams or not at all etc etc and all of the things that come with that and um, 
2004, I made the decision to uh, to lose weight. Uh, I obviously, like many people, I had quote unquote decided it many times before, but in 2004, it worked for some reason, and I really will never actually know why. Um, I became a father a couple years before that, but I don't really don't think that had a lot to do with it. Uh, so I went from 307 pounds down to 180, and um, that's was, just that's that's, fu- that's that's a huge that's, change. Yeah. I'm also fascinated by the fact that like there wasn't some you, big like moment. Yeah, that you were like, this uh, is different, and here's why. Yeah, we were walking out of a a, a, a mall, a strip mall, one day out of a store, and uh, there was a weight loss center a couple doors down from the store we were in, and I just turned to my wife and I said, uh, Robin, as my wife, and I said, uh, I think I want to go in there, and she said, Why? I said, I want to lose 127 pounds. and it it wasn't one of these things where oh i'm gonna watch what i eat or i'll start on monday or anything i just uh a switch flipped i really don't know what it was but i lost an average of about 2.8 pounds a week for 43 weeks in a row uh and so there was a food component obviously a dietary component of it but the exercise part uh they told me that i was suggested to walk for 20 minutes a day three times a week Okay. And of course, I scoffed at that, saying, well, "What kind of exercise is that?" And you know, obviously, when you've been on the couch, that's a lot of exercise. R- totally, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's just about adding movement. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and so, of course, when I got down to 180 pounds, uh, I, I really I had then worked up my exercise uh, to to uh, quite a, a high level. Really, just running around the neighborhood of jogging. Uh, you know, a mile or two, which for me was an unbelievably, you know, a new event in my life. And and then I made uh, the biggest mistake. Um, I always tell people this. The biggest mistake was I decided to get into race running. And uh, over the next, I want to say, four or five years, I competed in uh, and finished 13 full marathons and I think eight uh, half marathons and uh, probably another 30 or 40 assorted races uh, along the way. And I was never trained properly. I never trained myself properly. I didn't really know how to nutri- nutrition work with uh, running. So I would go run five or 10 miles, which was great. But then I'd come back and consume, you know, 8,000 calories over the <laughs> next six hours. So right. uh, I had to run harder and longer and faster and farther to to make up for uh poor dietary habits because I always figured I could outrun my eating habits. Um, and I ended up really destroying my knees. Uh, mm. So uh, I went back and revisited, you know, how I could stay fit and not destroy my knees while obviously getting into my head that you can't eat everything in the world no matter how much you <laughs> exercise. Uh, one of my role models in fitness, his name is Brian Satola from the Omen Cancer Fund. He said, there is no amount of exercise that can overcome a poor diet. And I, I love that saying. It's true. Uh, it's very true. true. But yeah. I, I have to stop you and ask, though, is is that why you say that getting into running competitively is a mistake? Or was there something else that you, you felt like that was a bad idea? Uh, it's only a mistake if you're an idiot like I am. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I love running. I loved every race I was ever in. Um, I I competed. I did the Disney triple, uh, the 5K half marathon and marathon on a weekend. I did the Rockstar series where I, run, I ran uh, all of the rock and roll marathons and half marathons in one year. 
I, I did the Bataan Death March. I did the New York City Marathon. I loved every bit of it. Um, but for reasons that I guess we'll get into in a little while, I'm, I'm retired from running uh, competitively. I, I don't know why I said competitively in races. Sure, um, sure. But when it came time, uh, you know, so over time when I couldn't run anymore, and I wasn't really, you know, uh, as into the fitness as I could be. Uh, the weight started coming back on, a pound here and a pound there over about ten years or so, and uh, I went back up to two sixty-five. Uh, oh. So it wasn't really about yo-yo dieting. I just kind of lost my focus. Uh, yeah, sure. which is so easy to do, especially oh, yeah. when you've been well, training, because it sounds so- like you were doing both so hard. That like it it starts to wear on you mentally. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And and um, you know, I, I tell people I've done a lot of weight loss couching, uh, coaching, and counseling for people. And I, I always like to remind people that the war against weight gain. If you think about it, and I don't, I don't know how old you folks are. I won't guess, but I'm fifty. And when I was a kid, uh, gas stations only had gasoline and maps. But now you can go into any gas station in America, practically, and cater a wedding if you wanted to. <laughs> That's a good that point. That is really true. You can drive down any street in America, any highway or any local street, 24 hours a day, and food is everywhere. It's always in our mind. Bad food. Uh, you know, terrible, terrible nutrition, you know, uh, bankrupt food. So... Uh, January 1st, uh, it was a typical, you know, old-fashioned New Year's resolution of, uh, of 2018. Uh, I decided to uh, to take back what was rightfully mine. So uh, I went into a severe exercise and uh, and and dietary regimen. I I went down to five grams of carbs or less a day for eight whole months. Uh, Sounds like me. That's what I do. Yeah, it was it was really. I mean, zero sugar and less than five grams of carbs. And I was I was on my treadmill. Uh, even though I wasn't running, I was doing 25% inclines. Now it Jesus. no longer sounds like me. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was, I was just pouring from sweat. So I, I lost uh, about 65 pounds or 70 pounds uh, over eight months. Wow. Uh, again, it was just, you know, two and a half pounds a week for 30 or so weeks. Um, and uh, then I, I was right where I wanted to be. Um, I ran a 25 or 26 minute 5K or something like that in in uh, early November. I was really excited about that. I was getting ready for uh, turkey trot, uh, a local turkey trot uh, uh, around Thanksgiving, and uh, then November 7th of last year, my everything was interrupted uh, on November 7th when I died. Uh, so what? What now? <laughs> uh, November, <laughs> November 7th, I had. Um, what is referred to as a widowmaker heart attack? Oh, it's what a friend of mine. Uh, I do movie reviews on a radio station in town, and the host of that show, John Carney, had, that's what took yeah. him out, and it's what took his father, who's a very famous St. Louis broadcaster, took him out at like fifty six. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I had. Um, I was in great shape. I had an eighteen BMI. I I had zero risk factors, uh, and uh, I had a one hundred percent blockage of my. Uh, major coronary artery. Um, there's a story that I wrote about it, uh, which I can share for anybody that's interested in reading it. Um, I drove myself to the hospital. I had a lot of metaphysical and crazy stuff happen at, around this event, but uh, I was very lucky to be nearby a hospital when it happened. And um, 
I, it was 18 minutes from the time I called my wife to tell her I was going to the hospital till the time the surgery started. So, whoa, uh, they weren't messing around. You, no, no, I, that- I lost oxygen flow to my brain for a time, and it was, uh, it was, it was a major, major thing. I mean, I, it was a six percent survival rate. So, oh my gosh, um, when I was recovering from that uh, in you know December, January, February, and going through cardiac rehab. I said to Robin, uh, the only way I'm going to stay fit is to go back to my true love and my my passion uh, sports-wise, even though I'm a huge baseball fan. Um, I've been an extremely uh, uh, passionate fan of cycling for, I guess, over 30 years now, since the days that Greg LeMond first was in the Tour de France. Wow. And uh, Robin knew I was turning 50 in April of 2019, and she knew that... Uh, I, you know, living in Maryland, outside cycling is not really possible for several months of the year. Sure. Yeah. Um, but the, the the thing was that uh, so she kept nagging me to get a Peloton bike, and I said absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, I don't like spin classes. I don't like, uh, you know, I don't like somebody's face on the screen screaming at me and yelling at me, even if it's <laughs> encouraging. I. I work out by myself. I'm I'm a loner when it comes to that. I put my music on and um, I just blast it until you know I, everything I gain in fitness I, I lose in hearing uh, ability. But um, <laughs> uh, we went to the Peloton store in Columbia, Maryland, and you know I, I did it to humor my wife and and I, I said to the you know to the uh, to the sales consultant I said look I, I don't mind riding spin bikes and I don't mind doing it at the gym, but I like the the kind of the can rides. And I've always used other brands of bikes for the can rides. And he said, well, we have those, too. And he showed me the scenic rides. And that was when I, I said, you know what? I'm okay with that. I, 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 I like, <laughs> you know, I, li- I like competing against other people and leaderboards and things, et cetera. But uh, it, it really competing against myself. Uh, I, you know, I, and, and we can get into in a little while, if you like, how I do that. But yeah, ev- definitely. Ev- I would like every to hear single more about ride that. that I have is is a tremendous, momentous victory, um, whether it's miles or cadence or resistance or calories or watts. I take something world champions level achievement out of every single ride that I do. Um, so wow. I, I learned that when I was in weight loss, when I first lost 127 pounds. Uh, I learned to find victories in every meal, every calorie, every pound, every day, every week, every month, everything. Uh, It's so important to give yourself, at least for me, absolutely constant, relentless battering of amazing uh, uh, affirmation. Uh, My my workout room, which I sent along some pictures of, um, my workout room is, is festooned with uh, my, my heroes, uh, Steve Prefontaine, uh, uh, is a big athlete hero of mine. Lance Armstrong is. Uh, I'm aware he's not the most popular guy on the planet. But I, <laughs> I was like, that's uh, a bold choice right now. So, well, so, so loyal about that. And I'm, I'm my my nickname or my screen name, I guess, is Team Livestrong on on uh, on Peloton. And and I'm very clear about. I've known Lance Armstrong for for 25 years uh and i'm aware he's not everyone's cup of tea and so is he um, <laughs> I, I, I heard I a fascinating 
I heard a fascinating interview with him on uh, on the Freakonomics podcast a few months back. Yeah, sure, I remember you talking that. about yep. that. Yeah, yeah, it was really uh, good. I, I got involved with Livestrong uh, specifically, primarily, and, and really solely to raise money to support the fight against cancer, which I've been involved with. Uh, lost many friends and family, like we all have, for 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 almost thirty. Oh no, it's thirty years now. And um, as a cycling fan as well, but uh, I have raced with him. I've raced alongside him. I've raised money alongside him. Uh, you know, he's he's an imperfect guy, just like I am. But uh, I I draw a very thick black line between his achievements uh, off the bike with cancer research and things that he've done that are obviously subject to question, you know, clearly uh, on the bike, and I'm, I don't hide that. But um, nonetheless. Uh, Eddie Merckx and, and Miguel Indurain and Greg LeMond and all the other great champions have inspired me um, on my climbs. I, I, I see them as cyclists that, and by the way, if anybody's ridden, ever ridden up a 15% grade on a bicycle, I can tell you, unless you are, you know, from the planet Krypton, there's nothing easy about it regardless. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but, but all of those people, and, and of course, other athletes as well, you know, whether it's Lou Gehrig or, or uh, you know, Big Poppy David Ortiz, they're all inspirational to me because they overcome obstacles, whatever they are. So, um, especially Steve Prefontaine, he's, he's really my, my guy, my go-to guy um now uh, i don't i don't know him what is he known for overcoming what what's uh, his steve prefontaine was a runner uh when he died at a very young age in in the early 70s he owned every american record uh in every distance race uh from the 1000 i think to the 10,000 and maybe the 5000 but uh steve prefontaine was was just the kind of guy, uh, he, he didn't fit in the running community because he wasn't a big believer in pace or, or kind of these these uh, conventional wisdom of running in the day. He dis, his, his idea was run as hard as you can until you pass out. Uh, oh, and it wow. was because of that, he was the, so he was from uh, Coos Bay, Oregon, uh, or Oregon, as they say, and and uh, he was so impressive and so kind of he was like a mad monk in the in the running community back then that he was the very first athlete ever signed from a fledgling Oregon running company named Nike, and he was their first athlete they ever signed to sponsor <laughs> because they wanted to be as crazy as he was. And uh, <laughs> he sounds uh, like the Keith Moon of running. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And it's funny you mentioned that because um, uh, Roger Daltrey, when I saw The Who, said that it, it took 13 percussionists to, re to replace one Keith Moon, and they still yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah, because um, he, he didn't play in a traditional manner. Like, there's, you know, you learn it this way and you do it then. He didn't do any of that. You know, it's not, it's very similar, except for the drugs, of course. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, there's the sideline. But when I, was, when I was running, I ran the San Francisco Chronicle Marathon, I think in 2007 or so. And uh, I sprained one of my knee ligaments less than a mile into the race. Oh. Um, and my brother, uh, Larry, who was running with me, uh, he looked at me and he said, so what do you want to do? And I said, uh, now it just got good. And, <laughs> and it was, it, you know, marathon runners are just crazy people to begin with. But um, uh, there's a line from the movie Rounders where Matt Damon says, um, most great poker players can't really recall any of the great hands they've won, but they can re recall with remarkable accuracy the best beats, the worst beats of their career. Um, so so I, when it comes to cycling or running, uh, as a lifelong, you know, uh, overweight guy, morbidly obese guy, um, 
every every minute that I spend churning out wattage and calories is me staring staring those demons in the face and and just just laughing at them and and that's why I encourage everybody. Um, I'm a, I'm a heart attack survivor. I was told by my cardiologist I was limited to 60 minutes of exercise and that I could never again put on a race number and any kind of activity because studies have shown a 15 to 20% increase in cardiac exertion in competitive circumstances. Interesting. Whoa. So It makes sense when you say it, but yes. yeah. yeah. When you put on a number, that's what happens. Um, yeah. But he recently agreed just a couple weeks ago, he agreed that on the anniversary, the first anniversary of my heart attack on November of uh, November of this year in a couple months he allowed me to run one last 5k um, and I, so I'm gonna put on a race number I'm gonna run with my daughters in one last race that's so cool Aww. yeah oh, I it's, love that you're doing it's that just with your a reminder um, there's an old there was a bumper sticker I once saw from the no fear company years ago that said whatever the fear may be look it in the eyes um, and and I'm I am I, I one of the reasons I don't like to exercise with other people is it's it's I'm not polite. I'm not a, I'm not a fun person to be with. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm grunting and grinding and grimacing and cursing. And, and it's it's really it's really my way of, of affirming the fact that I'm not dead and I'm not 275 anymore. And and I'm not a perfect person or a perfect physical being. But the Peloton allows me to exist in that community and and just pedal my butt off and see you know i rode this morning and i was i don't remember what ride it was in but i was in that like I, I think i wound up like 14th or something out of like 450 people whatever it was wow i've i've i don't belong there that's not i don't care about people how they jigger their numbers i don't know i'm really not that into the the, the, the nuts and bolts of how people do that stuff but never you know i was i was 200 pounds when i was 13 and and um to be to be that high on a leaderboard of anything physically is not about fitness for me it's about the fact that that i'm i'm willing to do what the other people won't and that it, you know mentally when i'm on that bike i detach you know i ride my road bike i have a serata csi that i love very very much but one thing you can't do on a peloton that's why i love that bike so much you can't coast it's <laughs> so true and it's watch so me true. <laughs> I'm, no because i'd have to get on it <laughs> yeah that's just it's just you know it, when you're out on the road on a road cycle you know you say oh and now i'm on the downhill so blah 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 not not on that peloton bike you you're wh however many watts you know i cranked out i think i i beat my personal best in 15 minutes i think i did 210 watts this morning good um, lord uh, or, or 210 kilojoules, whatever they met. But I, that I, I paid for that. That was mine. Yeah. And, yeah. and I love that the, you know, I have a, I have a, a social media presence that, you know, is a whole separate issue, but I love being in other people's groups because I, I admin so many Facebook groups, uh, over a quarter million people worth of Facebook's groups. Um, but when I'm in the Peloton group, I love, I love the stories. Uh, I just, everyone there, I don't care what your story is. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. I have been, other than, you know, menopause and childbirth, if there's something you're <laughs> overcoming, I probably overcome it or something like it. So wow. I, I just, when I found that community, 
Um, I, I was, you know, I had my bike for a couple of months, and I'd been riding it here or there once or twice a ride, whatever. Since the day that I found that Facebook community, uh, the official Peloton group, I think I've only missed like two days. And that one, I was out of town, and uh, and I think the other one, and I don't remember what the other one was, but I think I was on my road bike. But now, even if I ride my road bike, I come inside and still do a ten minute ride. Um, okay, well, I, I have to, I have to ask why now. I'm getting the impression because because you said you only ride scenic rides, right? Okay, so how I am I am really curious how the community inspires you in the same way it inspires me because for me it's it's whenever people want to jump on rides together and they want to celebrate and it's seeing all my friends and we're high fiving. How do you? What are you getting out of that interaction? With the scenic rides, because clearly it's it's working, whatever it is. So when I look at the leaderboard, I see the the screen names or the usernames, whatever you call them. I see the you know if people put it up there, I see the gender and the age and the location. Okay. And I imagine I make up personalities for the people on the leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you want to hang up at any time, I'll understand because I'm, I'm not, I'm really oh, not great. straight down the middle of the lane, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> and I start imagining each one of them being a cancer survivor or riding in the name of somebody that that's a survivor or somebody overcoming their own health challenges, you know, drug addiction or smoking or, or alcoholism or weight loss. And, and I, I, you know, somebody the other day talked about people that high five people on the leaderboard as they go by kind of like a, like a, <laughs> like a in your face. Yeah. <laughs> I, if anybody yeah. out there ever gets high fived by me, it's because I'm saying, you know, good on you, mate. Like, yeah, we did it. We, we, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's like a high school musical, you know, we're all in this together. Um, <laughs> I'm a Disney it's guy. funny, no matter no matter when I get the high five, I just assume they're saying hi. So Absolutely. I don't know what they're really saying, but to <laughs> me, they're just yeah. saying hi. Yeah, we're, we're we are we're, we are in you know I'm I'm a, I'm a cycling fan now for thirty plus years. The Peloton, I live my life in the Peloton. I watch I watch the Vuelta, I watch the Giro, I watch the Tour de France, I watch the Amgen Tour, I watch it all. And and when I'm on those scenic rides, when I'm climbing out the Huez or the Tourmalet, I am in, you know, if you ever in my neighborhood, I ride yellow. My bike is yellow. My rims are yellow. My tires are yellow. My kit is yellow. My headband is yellow. <laughs> you're you're when you're riding with me, you are in the Peloton. We're in the breakaway and we are about to. You know, I, I I lose myself in the exper in the experience. You know, my my favorite exercise song is Lose Yourself by Eminem. Oh, I love that one. And, I and love it. Yeah, think about the words. You know, it, it, that's the way I ride every mile. I had a guy the other day that I respectfully disagreed with on the Facebook Peloton page. And he said, I don't know that I would recommend riding full out every single ride. And I, I just, I, I looked at him like, yeah, I get it. I, I get it. I really do. But I just don't do anything that way. You know, there's a saying, I, how I do anything is how I do everything. Yeah, and so for you, that that uh, energy, that passion you bring to it is what you're enjoying, and so so you couldn't, you wouldn't enjoy like a relaxed pace, chill heart rate zone ride. Like that's not your thing. Like, you I have know. a shirt that says, "I only came for the pain." 
Got it. Got it's, it. It's funny though because uh, you know the the ride choices you have are I think what most people perceive is like the most laid back ride. Yeah, and it's really interesting. It's like you've got you're like making a whole class in your head. I'm fascinated by this. Like you're you're like doing these massive visualizations about all these people, and it's really cool. I but it's I. I don't know how you do it. Like that's a lot of energy. <laughs> um, so, so my my favorite TV show growing up was Mash, and uh, same. There's, there's a scene where oh, thank you, that's great. So there's a scene where there's a psychiatrist that's watching Hawkeye Pierce try to save a soldier, and at one point Hawkeye Sigmund. jumps on top of the body and starts pounding away at his heart to try to get his heart going again. And Hawkeye Pierce says, he just says out loud. Um, come on! Don't let the don't bastard, let the bastard win. win. <laughs> I know exactly that because I know everything about that. Show. Yeah. And and afterwards, one of the other doctors says to uh, the psychiatrist says to one of the other doctors, "Who was he talking to?" And the BJ Honeycutt says he was talking to Death. Hawkeye and Death don't get along very well. And when I when I ride, I am riding every minute, every mile, every crank turn is for every obese person every cancer fighter every cancer survivor every i'm i'm carrying every single person with me um i i ride hard and and it's it's not it's a war i mean i'm i'm i, I if i die on that bike so much the better i mean i i will i will literally ride until and i have my heart monitor on i'm watching it every minute I will, you know, I, I, um, you know, the, the, you know, I'm, I'm full of movie quotes, but I, I must also throw this one out there. <laughs> My favorite movie of all time. I've seen it over 500 times. Whoa! Is Chariots of Fire, and and there's a line from that movie where Harold Abrahams, the main character, says to his best friend, when his best friend says, "How are you going to overcome these obstacles?" and his, and Harold Abrahams, who's a runner, says, "I'm going to take them on, all of them, and run them off their feet." And and I believe every every minute, every mile is me beating back the door of the chance I was given, second chance, third chance. And and that's sort of why I ride alone, because everybody has their own stories and there's great stories, wall to wall, great stories all over Peloton. My story is is that I I don't have it. I don't have tomorrow. I, I only have now. And and. Uh, when I ride, when people see, if you ever see Team Livestrong, you can be sure that that little name on the side of the screen is attached to somebody that is dying on that bike. And and you know, if I ever do ride in person with people, you know, I'm I, I was you know, I did a sprint triathlon a few years ago, and I can't swim. I swim like a like a couch. <laughs> and when I got out of the pool, it was like 150 people or so in this local triathlon. I was dead last out of the pool. And and I was so happy. I jumped on my bike, and I just started screaming, "Get out of the way!" And and um, <laughs> I finished. You know, I was I finished first overall in the bike. Um, ah. even, so I, I wound up in the middle of the pack for the race. But I knew when they got me on that bike, there is nothing that can stop me on that bike. Wow. But my my question though is like, so the doctors were so concerned that they didn't want you to like compete, but it sounds like you're doing it anyway. You always compete. Like, are you worried about that at all? You know, uh, so a couple things. They don't really know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hopefully they don't find out because I think there's only one way they will. <laughs> um. Uh. I. I. 
I don't worry about anything. Um, I, I don't. I don't. Um, I'm 50 years old. I have the best, most wonderful family, the greatest wife in the world, the two greatest kids in the world. I've lived an unbelievable life. Uh, I've, I, I had my own bucket list. I, I checked every box by the time I was 26. Um, I've made fortunes and lost them again. I've lived and died and lived again. I don't worry about anything. Um, I, I, when I get on my bike and that music starts, uh, my, pl my playlist, which is 560 songs, um, it's called the long ride playlist. Uh, it's, it's, it got everything from John Denver to Metallica <laughs> and every, every song, uh, has a meaning to me. Many of them I ride in memory or in honor of somebody. Uh, for example, I, I ride uh, the song Calypso by John Denver. I ride in honor of Jacques Cousteau, who was one of my heroes when I was growing up. And I, and I just get lost in the moment, and, and I, I love it. I, I do, I do uh, I, the only, my only regret, if I was to call it that, is that I'm limited to 60 minutes. But because of that, um, you know, I, I, I pour. I mean, you know, when you're running two, three hours or biking two, three hours, I used to bike before my heart attack. Every Sunday morning, I would ride 50 or 60 or 70 miles out on the road. Wow. So, you know, I can't do that anymore. So instead, um, I don't, you know, there's no flame anymore. It's just a burning, raging inferno for, you know, 30, 40, 60 minutes or whatever. And um, that's why somebody was writing the other day about getting a shout out. And I know shout outs are a big deal. Um, uh, and I understand that. I'm not decrying anybody else's motivations or anything. That's all great, every bit of it. For me, I don't, my shout out is the mirror. I, I am, you know, when I stare into my reflection, is it, you know, did you, did you give it up today? Did you, did you leave anything there? And when I'm done riding, my heart is pounding. That mat is drenched in sweat. And I, I know that I gave it. And, and I do that because of all the people that can't. So. So I have a question about scenic rides because we obviously don't get a lot of people that are like, they're my That's jam. That's all they do, yeah. Know? So um, do, do you feel like, do those get updated very frequently? I'm just curious as to how much attention Peloton pays to the scenic ride library so that's a great question i've noticed i i think they i don't know if they take any off but i i know that i noted that there was 199 of them a few weeks ago now there's 204 so they must they must do that i don't know how they make them where they get them from who does who make i don't know any of that stuff and if i and and if i showed up tomorrow and there was only five of them i would deal with that if there was 500 i would deal with that i don't i don't um, the way I live my life in general, I, I don't focus on what's not. I focus on what is. Um, I, I, you know, I, I appreciate whatever is out there. And if there were no scenic rides, I would just, I would just do the just ride, and I would stare at a black screen and, and visualize, <laughs> you know, things I've seen on TV. I, I um, it's a scenic ride, but you're in a tunnel. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, right, which would remind me of the song "The Rising" by Bruce Springsteen. But I, I don't. Um, I, I. Uh, I, I would love if anybody from Peloton was listening, if there are if there are mad monk squadrons of people like me that really live for the the, the grand tours of Europe, the cycling tours, um, if if they were to do, uh, you know, rides at certain stages of the tour, even even parts of them, like in in uh, they have um, 
the Zonkalon or the, or, the, or the Tourmalet, which they have, by the way, or the Galibier, which they have also. Some of the famous rides, even just the climbs um, of some of those famous tours, guys like me would just be over the moon because to be able to, uh, and it would be easy, by the way, because the Tour de France, I'm sure, would allow, you know, they shut down the tour routes for two or three days in advance of the stages, obviously, um, to be able to ride up some of those great rides of the of the Pyrenees or the Alps uh, would just be tremendous. But you know, even like I said, if if it was just what it is now, I'm I'm fine with that too. But it's a lot of fun to know that the switchbacks of Alpe d'Huez, you know, that were ridden by Jean Gancatil or or Bernard Eno or some of the great climbers. Um, I, I ride when I ride outside. I wear replica jerseys from the Tour de France. So <laughs> when I pull on my polka dot jersey, uh, I am. I am Eddie Merckx. I, 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 you know that that's a necessary thing for a fat kid from New Jersey, uh, and and for those few moments, I, I am a, a Tour de France champion. And that, believe me, you know we, when I when I'm when I see, you know, um, you know three watts from now or you know point two miles from now is a personal record. That's what's getting me there. They should do the uh, that ride from ET. <laughs> I can sit in the basket. That's right. That'd be funny. That'd be hilarious. Take it. Sure. Man, you are really. I I don't know that we've ever talked to such a fan of of the Tour de France and somebody who's so like enamored that you can you can put that all in your head when you're when you're on the bike. I I. I'm really in awe of that. I find that fascinating. Oh, it's even it's it's so much worse than I'm even making it seem. Um, I have <laughs> I have the voices of uh, of uh, Paul Sherwin and Phil Liggett and Bob Roll in my ears. Um, I, I'm actually making up British accents, saying, "Oh, it's crazy." I mean, like I'm a 50 year old cardiac patient that somehow made it onto you know Team Enios. It, I, I'm ridiculous, but hey, whatever gets it done, right? Absolutely, I think it's great, and and um. You you mentioned earlier that there's all these different ways to to train on the bike. I, I'm really curious how you do that because one of the reasons I can't get into scenic rides is I really appreciate when someone's telling me all the different cues because I would just ride slowly and relaxed if nobody were pushing me. That's that's what I would do. And um, so I'm really curious how you self select the training to to make it such a a good tool for your your workouts uh here comes part six of this guy is whacked uh, <laughs> so so i'm a big spreadsheet guy okay uh so i track all of my i pull all the stats out of the the peloton app and i add some more of my own uh, average calories burned per minute and all this different stuff and um so I, i'm always i'm always looking for a milestone so uh, early in the month, obviously, in case people don't know, they have, uh, and I, I don't know if this is like this in live rides, but they have the challenges every month. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can, uh, five days is bronze and 10 days is silver and 15 days is gold. And then it's 50 or 100 or 150 miles for right. bronze, silver and gold. So I'm always looking for days of achievement or miles of achievement or calories of achievement or you know, so before I, I start my ride tomorrow, I might say, oh, look, I'm only 180 calories from 5,000 for the month or whatever it is. 
Okay. So, so there's always, it, you know, how many days, weeks, months, years, calories, uh, watts, whatever burn. And then within the ride, so my baseline is 12, um, 12 watts, or I guess 12 kilojoules per minute. So, um, and also a, a thousand calories per hour as a pace. So I'm, I'm a math geek. So I'm, I'm staring at it going, okay, once I'm like two minutes into the ride, my brain starts just chattering away with all these numbers. And, um, I know, okay, I'm at 12.2 and, and I, I did four minutes. So if I want a 12.5, that means I'm 0.3 down for each minute. So I, 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 and by the time I realized this is all, by the way, just a big distraction from, from the, 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 the suffering that I'm going through because somewhere in the, in the, in the ride, I'm going to realize, you know, I can sort of peg where I'm going to wind up. And then I'll find some like hopscotch. I'll throw the rock just a little bit further out there. So if I'm, let's say, in a 45-minute ride, or it doesn't matter how long, if I'm halfway through a ride, and I re let's say I'm, you know, and I realize I'm on page for 340 kilojoules or, or watts or whatever it is, and I, I'll say, okay, I'm on page for 340, and I'm halfway done. That means if I did the first half at 170, if I do the second half at 180, I can average 175 and get to that nice, nice 350 number. <laughs> so I'll immediately say, okay, so that means I need 10 extra over the next 15 minutes. That's two-thirds, 0.67, so blah, blah, blah. And while I'm doing this, without realizing it, my, my legs are going harder. And, and you know, sometimes I don't make it. Most of the time I do. I'm not picking some crazy number out there in the future. <laughs> but my goal is uh, like in the movie Hacksaw Ridge when uh, uh, Andrew Garfield says, just give me one, just let me get one more. And, yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm just, I just want to get, just beat, just find your comfort zone and just get right, just get, just suffer a little more so that you know you gave. Because again, I, I've, I've raised money for cancer for the past 30 years for especially children's cancer. And I do it in the name of the kids and, the, and, the, and their parents and their families and the loved ones that don't get the chance to play or ride outside. And just one more, just, just you know, I, I would love to create like a charity ride. I'm sure many people do already to raise money for, for you know, to, to on the Peloton bikes for, for the two cancer funds that I, that I raise money for. But that's, that's, the scenic ride is really just, I guess, and again, not an insult at all to any of the wonderful people, all these great, awesome role models and teachers and, and class leaders that are out there. My my lunacy when I'm in the middle of a ride and just losing myself in these rides, really, like, it's better that I don't have anybody else's voice because, like, if they gave me a shout-out, it might just disrupt my whole cataclysm of <laughs> insanity that I'm going through. Um, and And that's... You know, when I get off that bike, I'm I I collapse. It's it's just wonderful. I, I love it. I I thought I was gonna hate it, but it's it's so you know that and that resistance knob staring at me like a big red you know like a bullseye on my head. <laughs> and uh, every time I have a thing that I also do for myself, every time I want to turn the resistance down one one number. I, you know, if I get the urge to go a little bit lighter, I penalize myself by turning it up one notch. <laughs> so so you even think you know, about believe it. Believe oh me, I don't think of it very often. So, you know. Okay, but but realistically, there's got to be days you're tired. Like, you're human. Every so, what day. do you. So, well, yeah, but like, 
okay, when I'm tired, I can't, I physically cannot go as hard on those days. Like after I've, after I've worked out four or five days straight in a row and I've, and I've pushed, 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 I, I can't push on that last day. Like it's, I don't have as much to give. So, so do you, do you ever not kill it? What do you do on those days? Oh, absolutely. So, so as my, my late father, uh, Barry Herman, my, my hero in life and my role model, said to me uh, i wrote a, a quote book uh, years ago it's got it took me 13 years to write it's like 1100 quotes in, in in my book and the last quote on the last page is from my dad and his most famous quote was everything is relative yeah and there are days where i you know i don't set a pr every obviously every day at every ride at all but right. there, there are days for me where even though my benchmark is 12 getting 11 at per minute is everything i have right. i i know i know when i'm giving it all I, i'm the, my my legs and my brain are really in two separate uh uh, uh you know websites <laughs> and and you know it, it's the, the lactic acid and the burning and the it, it, yeah it's it's all relative there are days where i'm i'm not even close to my pr and i just died you know that right. um uh, I know what I did, you know. Um, yeah. I my I <laughs> I try I try recovery rides, and again, I don't want people to think that I'm like to oh I'm hard 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 hard, but I I try to go easy, and then it's just a matter of so so if I do have it on lower resistance, my brain just goes well you better start cranking those pedals faster, buddy. <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's okay. I basically. It's just about giving my all, and I and I just I always do. And if I'm and if I'm not prepared to give my all, um, you know, I, I don't I don't get on the bike. I, I, I don't, you know, I've started out. The, the don't give it your all today. I've started out a lot of rides like that. It lasts like a minute. Right. Then um, you get sucked in. Well, it's, yeah, it's like in Braveheart. The guy says, "Well, we didn't get dressed up for nothing," you know. <laughs> so. So I, I, I just and, and but I don't beat myself up. So so I like to ride at least, ten, you know, 20 miles an hour average. Um, and if I don't make it for that reason, then I'll say to myself, wow, but, you know, you you, you, you were on resistance as an average. That's really great. Like I, I refuse to not give myself credit because for most of my life I was on the couch eating Fig Newtons watching Jeopardy. Right. But but I think that's important for people to hear, like giving it your all is, is relative. So you're not you're not out there trying to beat yourself every single time. You're just trying to make sure that you are giving your best in that moment, whatever your best is at that moment. Every person on uh, on that bike um, uh is 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 a is a hero is a conqueror you're we live in a morbidly obese society that's getting more overweight and out of shape and closer to diabetes and death by the day if you are on that bike cranking your pedals i don't care you're not on the couch you're not whining about it you're you know there's all these sayings you know a good ride is better than a bad blah, 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 whatever I, I don't know whatever just sit don't never never beat yourself up there's nothing to that there's nothing in that um uh you know it's uh, obviously you could tell i'm a movie fan there's a there's a the movie the last samurai the la one of the last lines of the movie is when ken watanabe says he's looking at the lotus blossoms and he finally realizes at the end of his life that they're all perfect 
every <laughs> ride that I have had was the best ride I ever had. I love that you don't only quote movies, you remember the people's names. Like you've got you've got the characters' names too. <laughs> I, I, I got a lot of problems. <laughs> I, do I, I get I get inspired. I, I just I get inspired a lot. I get inspired all the time by by great stories. I just I, I and, and there's so many fictional, non fictional. I just I, I wanna I, I guess my goal someday is that somebody somewhere did something because I did it because I owe I, I owe I owe a lot I could never if I live to be a thousand I could never repay the support inspiration and generosity of people not only that saved my life but but that that give me a reason I'm, I'm surrounded um, by you know, pictures and sayings and songs and movies of people saying, you know, y yes, yes, you can. It's a, you know, I like the yes, we can of Barack Obama very much, but I like even more the yes, I can, because I'm the only one on that bike. That's right. And, and you, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, Jesus Christ said, uh, behold, for the kingdom of God is within you. And uh, and I'm a, I'm a Jew, by the way, but I quote Christ so much that people think I'm a priest. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I just love quotes, and obviously Jesus Christ is very inspirational to a lot of people, including me. Everything I ever needed is right here. Everything you you're if you see me on that bike, if you get a high five, and I try to high five everybody I can in my in my uh, you know whoever's in the ride in my scenic rides. Um, I, it's just follow, follow me. Just follow me. We're going. I will get you there in the Pro Peloton, in the Tour de France. The the the, the, the most the most revered riders are not the champions. They are the domestiques that help the champions climb up the mountains. And even more importantly, and mo most people don't know this, you actually get a special award every year in Paris when they finish the Tour de France. They give out a special award to the Lanterne Rouge. It's the last rider. If you finish last place in the Tour de France, you get an award because just finishing the Tour de France is a Herculean effort, not dropping out or crashing out or being injured or whatever. And, and that's, it's about... It's it's about you know show me show me your scars show me where you've been, and and every single person on these rides they gotta understand, it's not your high fives your shout outs or your hundred milestones or your one milestones, every crank that you turn is is it, it is entirely possible take it from me I've been there that that crank will be the reason that your heart is in a little bit better shape and you might live to dance at your grandkids' wedding that's not. A metaphor that's a real actual thing and and if peloton allows people to tw you know if they're in a colder part of the country like me to do that every day of the year or you know a certain great percentage of days and beat back the specter of obesity and sickness and illness and and death and disability it's a lot more than a bike i mean this is I, I, as you can tell i'm i'm I, I love, I get spun up to see people's stories. It's not about what, how you look in a bathing suit, which is great. It's how you look not in a casket. That's that's such <laughs> that a good point. True. Yeah. You know, I want to make you feel better about all your uh, Jesus quotes. Yes, I can is the name of the autobiography of the great Jewish philosopher, Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, there you go. That's uh, <laughs> one of my favorites. I wish I got to see him in Vegas, but I'm too young. 
<laughs> I, you know, I got to see it when I was a kid, actually. He, he was great. I love all those guys. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a big, uh, uh, you know, Mel Torme, Sammy Davis Jr., uh, all Sauce. those guys. Nat King Cole happens to be my favorite uh, as an amateur singer, but what can I tell you? Yeah. So uh, do you have any advice for people that are just now getting their bike? My, the very first thing I would do is uh, is not is not get in the mindset of to fall in love with the first thing you do, whether it's a meditation class, a yoga class, an in-person ride, or a scenic ride, or any of the catalog of things that there are. You know, I would try. Hang on, I got a. That's a weird advice from someone that's never taken a non-scenic ride. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that everyone that would ever hear this is probably saner than I am. <laughs> uh, and by the way, you know, and, and as an aside. Uh, uh, if I stopped doing scenic rides and started doing in-person rides, I would love them too. Um, <laughs> I, I love everything I'm doing because I'm doing it. So um, you should have given Tom crap for being the one not on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, so so uh, somebody has asked me recently, what if there's a day you just don't want to ride? Yeah. And I say, that's a great thing. I just ride for 10 minutes. I do a 10-minute ride. I'll say, you know what? Go do a 10-minute ride. Average 10 10 cycles per minute or 9 or 8. doesn't matter. Don't don't burn a lot. Don't sweat a lot. Don't do anything. Just crank the pedals for 10 minutes. As I said before, that never lasts more than 60 seconds. (laughs) It's just my way of tricking myself onto the bike. Um, uh, And and again, um, uh, my advice to the new to the new folks is, um, w- figure out, and this is also for any other activity, but I'll say it for Peloton especially. Figure out your why, and and I have a vision board that I keep um, uh, in, in my in my home gym. Figure out your why and surround yourself with it. Um, I ride. I ride for my family. I ride for for the people that are gone. I ride for people that are in the hospital and the bald kids in the clinics. I ride for everybody that's who's named. You know, I see on the leaderboard who's going through their own struggle. Figure out your why and let that propel you. Um, I I don't. I, I you know, fitness is is not easy I, I i think being committed to anything is going to be measured by what you have to overcome to maintain it attain it and sustain it you know pe- advice for people starting don't worry about 100 rides or a thousand rides or watts or calories or this just freaking ride and That's and awesome. you know I've, I've wasted a lot in my life we all have we let moments slip by days slip by you have that beautiful unbelievable piece of technology that's that's your link to the outside world what you know it's a gift it's a gift that you get to look at it and sit on it and see it and and um i i fought against that i didn't want that bike um <laughs> my, my wife used to nag me to, to exercise now she takes it for granted so um i i just I will not. I will not go back down that road ever. Never, ever, never. Well, that's awesome. It is. Well, uh, I guess before we go, uh, where can people find you on social media? In 2016, I was actually contacted by Facebook because apparently 
I was responsible for more Facebook content that year than any other person in the world. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, okay, yeah, you had to explain that. <laughs> <laughs> my, biggest, my biggest Facebook group is over 130,000 members. I started it myself. Um, it's called the Walt Disney World Insiders. Uh, I don't get paid by them. I don't work for Disney. I'm just a fan. My you started is, that group? I'm sorry? You started that group? You know of that group? Yeah. I mean, I think we do. Isn't that the one that has like all the tips and everything? Yes. Well, there's a couple different. I mean, there, there are multiple. Yeah. yeah. So, but oh, I'm a big Disney nerd myself. Yes. Um, it's I'm the sorry. only group on Facebook that is run by travel professionals. Oh. Um, we have 32 travel agents that uh, volunteer 24 hours a day to give out free advice to everybody and anybody that wants it. Wow. We are 100% drama and troll free. Uh, our our list of banned people is over 7,000 long. Um, oh. It's, it's, <laughs> we refer to it as the happiest place on the internet. Um, uh, my name is Jason Harris Herman, but if anybody ever looks for WDW Insiders, they'll find me. Um, I started it because I was bored in December of 2008, and... Uh, we have 131,000 members, over 90% engagement. Um, it's one of a couple of dozen groups that I that I run. We have other Disney groups. We have a Disney group for autistic kids, families, so they can get special tips for for their travels, which are always just a kind of a different priority list. But um, Jason Harris Herman is my Facebook name. I put my middle name in there because it's a common name. But um, I uh, I just. I, I have been given um, even my career, uh, my career I have thanks to Facebook. I, I uh, I'm uh, about to accept a, a position at a, at a rather large dot uh, com uh, company that I can't say yet, but as chief learning officer, and they heard about me through Facebook. And uh, my my experience has been that social media is 99 percent wonderful awesome interaction and one percent gets the attention yeah yeah that um, sounds about right i i would encourage people anybody reach out to me anytime uh if anybody wants to copy my quote book i i give them out for free um <laughs> that's uh, so cool you should uh you should send me another email and send me the links to a couple of your facebook groups and how people can get a hold of you for um the book as well absolutely. So i want to make sure people people can find you so i'll make sure and put that in the show, the show notes absolutely i i think uh it's we have uh people have met and got married in our groups they have met and uh i i think actually somebody found like an organ donor through one of our groups um wow uh we um i like i said uh uh there uh, there's uh i do it because i owe and i will continue doing it um i people refer to me as the mayor of facebookistan uh, but uh, I'm, I'm doing it because uh, I, I want my kids to understand that the world can be a beautiful, magical place if you if you if you stay strong and you and you just 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 don't have fear. I, I you know I when I, before my kids were born, people said, well, as long as they're healthy, right? And I said, no, I don't care if my kids are healthy. I care if they're strong because if they're not healthy, I'll have to care for them, and I don't want them to think that I didn't want them because they're not healthy. But oh. I do want them to be strong because if they're strong, they can deal with anything. And and uh, I have two beautiful, wonderful young uh, teenage daughters 
that uh, I just want them to know that um, that their strength will will ultimately help other people overcome. And if I if anything I've survived in my life helps one person pedal one more mile, and that is the mile that will make the difference in their life quality or quantity of life, then then um, then I'm honoring the memory of the people that handed it to me. That's fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to join us. Yeah, this has been great. Very, very interesting. Thank you so much. Uh, I thank you for your time, and I, I hope everybody keeps pedaling on. And uh, I'm hashtag Team Live Strong, and uh, I'd love to see everybody out there. And I promise that you'll never, you'll never high five me without getting one back. So if we if we show up on a scenic ride, we should look for you. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's where you'll find me. And it's always, by the way, hint, hint. It's always European rides in the Alps or the Pyrenees or something like that or Paris. So uh, I'm a I'm a European guy. What can I tell you? But <laughs> and I just joined your Disney group. Oh, thank you. By yes, the way, nothing against me. the American rides. They're awesome too. But uh, I, I like I said, I visualize myself in those tours. So that's hey, you know, that's my makes thing. total sense. It does absolutely. Oh, thank you again for doing this. <laughs> well, thank you both, and uh, I look forward to uh, to meeting you someday. And uh, happy trails to everybody, and and a healthy, happy riding. So uh, I guess that brings this one to a close. What uh, pray tell do you have in store for people next week? Next week, we are going to talk to Brandon Zachary and Brandon Zachary has a hydro and a Peloton. So we are going to get his take on both machines and kind of an in-depth look at the hydro from a real user's perspective. Awesome. Well, uh, that's what you have to look forward to. Until then, where can people find you? People can find me at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram or Twitter on the bike and, of course, the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe or on Twitter at Roger Kubert. Um, and you can find the show online at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Join the group so you can stay up to date with things. Don't forget to join our newsletter at theclipout.com and of course find us wherever you get your podcasts apple Podcasts, google play spotify and uh, subscribe to us while you're there so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time keep battling and running Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride.